Well, welcome to the Hunt's Backcountry podcast. This is normally where I say it's a Monday Minute episode where we answer your listener questions and we may get to some of that. But Steve, you're back from Alaska from a sheep hunt. And I know that folks are going to want to hear about that. We will do a follow-up podcast later when Tyler's back from his guiding season. But uh, clearly wanted to talk to you to get some highlights from the trip and part of the story and I've been exchanging and reach messages with you while you're in the field and had a couple phone calls since, but there's even details I'm excited to hear about, man. Yeah. I haven't, intentionally haven't gave you the whole story so we can talk about it here. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if we go chronological, but uh, one of the things we've talked about on the podcast with Alaska being Alaska is that you should always expect delays. And that is certainly <laughs> how your trip started. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, just a given, man. I don't, if you're, if you have a trip that you show up to Alaska and you get out when your flight's supposed to get out and you, you know, get out of the field on time, those like, that is, um, you won the lottery. I feel like definitely pretty rare to do that. Um, yes, yeah, so we got up there. I got up Sunday, the eighth and Tyler, they had, he'd gone up the sixth, I think. Yeah. That uh, Friday. I was supposed yep. to get out to the field on the seventh. And then he didn't even get it out till the ninth. And then I got out the, um, the afternoon of the ninth. So I, I, I had like a one, um, one or no, I got up the seventh and then had a one day delay and got out, um, on the ninth. So, um, but yeah, it's just part of it. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It's just a, for me, a really a 24 hour delay. And for Tyler, it was like a 48 hour delay. And then, uh, the Dwayne, the outfitter just happened to, you know, be able to get flight shuttle around and, he has his own cub. So he was just making things work, getting hunters into the field. And Tyler and I were kind of ended up being lucky and just, you know, got to our mini base camp, um, the night before opener. So we, uh, we got down there and and we knew Tyler and, and Dwayne on the way in the day or that morning had flown, um, flown through some of the basins real quick on the way in, just looking for sheep, you know, looking for white dots. And, uh, they had seen that was a band of, five um rams and then a single sheep that they it was kind of off in the distance but it was just a loner and and looked like oh that's that you know that should be a nice ram right uh, so we had that intel to go on and uh we got dropped off on this main river is kind of um uh just rocky bank you know uh which is always fun landing a cub on that it's just uh just just something different um and then uh, instead of we kind of, you know, both of us were like ready and gung ho. I don't want to say it was like seven or eight o'clock at night and you had to like 1130 with daylight. Um, but uh, we just were looking up and it's almost a 4000 foot climb about as fast as it can happen. It just, you know, like a 30 degree slope the whole way. And we're looking at it like, man, I don't know if we can get there before 1130. Yeah. Cause, and there wasn't, we're like trying to look for like, is there a bench like halfway up? We could throw a tent and ultimately we just like, you know what, let's just stay down here in the bottom of the river. And we could pretty much glass 360. Uh, the, if, if we were, we were glassing across the river and to see a sheep over there would have been interesting. Cause it would have been like dry bag, everything up and getting your underwear and go for a swim across the river, which, uh, is one of those, you just couldn't tell, is it like going to be really bad or, or are you just going to like swim and float down hundred yards and end up being fine. But mm-hmm. so we were glassing across the river, but half hoping we didn't see anything over there. Uh, yeah. So we went to bed that night, got up early the next morning and just started pulling the hill. It, it had like a first, everything just, you just moved so slow up there. Uh, that first probably 1500 feet, you know, just brushy, just crap. We got in the, the night before, I guess. Yeah. So we sat down there in glass the night before and spotted uh, nothing above us where we wanted to go, but the, the sheep they had seen flying were like, you know, 4,000 feet up, 3,000 feet down and then 2,000 feet up that like kind of the whole drainage back there away from the main river. And uh, so we hadn't seen anything above us, but we had seen uh, two sheep that looked like rams uh, way off in the distance. And then like 20 something using lambs uh, kind of to the South of us. Uh, so it was cool. At least we were seeing sheep, right? Like that was, that was encouraging the, the uh, doom and gloom of sheep numbers uh, for what we were hearing going into the hunt. We were feeling pretty good about it. Like they had seen, seen rams flying. We're seeing sheep on the ground. And um, yeah, I felt, felt good about it. It was definitely encouraging, right. To, 
like, all right, there are sheep here. Not all of them have died. And really in the end, I think we saw more sheep than we did in 2020. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens with sheep, sheep harvest, harvest numbers this year in Alaska. I think it's um, based off of what I saw. It should be like back up, but we'll see. And uh, anyway, so the next morning, wake up, start pulling the hill, deal with the brush. We'd seen a three different sets of black bear, sows and cubs, like right in the path that we we're going to climb this that morning. So we we're kind of, you know, as we're going through the brush and it's not very light out or like, Hey bear, Hey bear, you know, um, which is always interesting. And big old, a big old grizzly bear was up on the ridge kind of around the corner that we had seen. And um, so that was, uh, that was always fun just being in bear country. And uh, yeah, I've ended up pulling, had a good plan that we'd kind of built to pull the ridge, get water at the, what we could see was the highest point, got all the way up there, took a good, like, you know, I think we were thinking three or four hours. I want to say it took like five and a half. It just, just slow going, man. It's steep, rocky stuff once we got out of the brush. And um, so uh, finally get to the, pull the ridge and, and we get up on top and it's kind of this nice little knife ridge, good glassing spot right on top. You could see just a pile of country everything that you know we couldn't see the day before because that ridge was blocking it where the sheep where the sheep tyler had seen and not 30 minutes into it i spotted one sheep um and uh about a mile away on this really cliffy face and just uh, like i think that's a ram you know and i uh we only packed one spotter so i kind of we're 50 yards away from tyler I run over and and uh, get the spotter on it and like yeah it's definitely a ram and all of a sudden like one more popped up, one more popped up. And it was, you know, it was interesting because it was this cliff face, just, you know, we're perfectly perpendicular to it. You'd think you'd be able to see every little nook and cranny in there. Uh, and just over like the course of 30 minutes, all of a sudden there was five rams on this or six rams on the hillside. Um, and Tyler, they were a little like, gosh, is that a different band of rams than they saw the day before? Cause it was a little bit further away and they'd only seen five, uh, but it ended up being the same, same band. And, uh, there was one sheep in there that immediately caught my attention. I was like, he's got good mass. He just, he's just kind of heavy. You know, uh, we could tell you start picking them apart for what's going to make them a legal sheep to kill. And he wasn't like full curl and that, you know, he just kind of right, you know, right as he was about to curl off, it was just kind of, it just ended and, and through the spine scope and the haze, at a mile, it was just like, I think he's broomed, but we just couldn't tell. It was just too far away and the glass conditions weren't very good. Were you packing the Tyler's Coa 77? Yeah, Tyler packed his Coa 77. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, we just stare at him, stare at him, and uh, just couldn't, just couldn't, he wasn't passing all the obvious legal tests other than he's getting up and feeding and we're just like, he just looks old, kind of walked with a limp. He had his belly sagging down. His back line was dropping down. Uh, and there was another ram next to him that I think Tyler nicknamed like saucer pan because the way his <laughs> horns freaking came off. They just, I mean, in like two or three years, he's going to be a beautiful freaking ram. Um, and uh, that one, you know, like, okay, that's probably a six-year-old ram. And you could see the, like the body size and really the, just the body makeup. Like I said, that, you can just tell there's a huge difference. And so it's like this Ram that we're looking at definitely has to be eight years old. You could just like, you just knew looking at him that he was, but obviously he just doesn't, he wasn't passing this. He wasn't passing stick test. He wasn't full curl. Uh, he wasn't passing the kind of angle test of the, the horn, uh, the tip of the horn being at a steeper angle back towards the ears than the base of the horn. And uh, so I was just like, I don't know, you know, like what, how do we, how do we make this work? And, during that process, you know, we sat out there for a couple of hours and looking for other sheep as well. And then I, I spotted a single ram uh, and we we're like, it was kind of across the draw from where they'd seen the single ram the day before flying. And, um, and it like, again, that, this one is now two miles, same glassing conditions, but it appeared that he was like going to pass the stick test. He was bedded, like looking straight our direction. And it was like, he's close. He's definitely worth a good look at. And we kind of just devised a plan to um, basically drop off this ridge. Um, actually, we're going to take the ridge out and uh, kind of go like a mile the opposite direction and, and look into a bowl back there that uh, looked pretty good. 
uh, on the maps anyways, and then drop down this ridge and then hit the bottom, this little creek. And we're going to go look at that. This, the second ram we saw that we thought was close. And that's what we did. We, we hiked down the ridge, looked into that bowl. There was a freaking monster caribou down in there. <laughs> and I'm like, I think it was at like 600 yards, which was definitely further than I want to shoot. And, um, but I put the, just to, you know, just for practice, kind of like we talked about uh, on one of the podcasts before we left, like I was any excuse I could get to throw the gun out, dry fire, especially on an animal, you know, um, was, was, uh, I was absolutely going to take advantage of that. So I did that, got the, the way this laid out was getting my rear bag out and the bipod on the gun and kind of put it over the edge of the cliff where it's pointing down. And, um, uh, just, yeah, it was like 600 yards. And I dry fired like 10 times. Like, Oh, it's a dead caribou. That's a dead caribou. Yeah. It was just freaking massive, man. Um, his tops were you know, unbelievable. And, uh, we, um, and I got like, Tyler, get in the gun. You got to do this. Cause it's just, it's just fun, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he just had a big old grin ear to ear, just like, Oh man, that's, that's definitely a dead caribou. Uh, cause it was just so stable and the winds were calm at that point. And, um, but we, we walked away from it. I was going to remain committed to killing a sheep first. And, um, we ended up dropping off and we did the whole, uh, it did not be bad, but we, you know, did not listen to, to Dave Kessner's advice of never go down what you haven't gone up, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. we went down this chute and it got pretty freaking cliffy and, and not fun. I got a couple pictures of it, which the pictures do no justice, you know, where it's just like, oh man, like, don't, you know, how do I get ourselves in this position? This isn't fun. Um, it, you know, it wasn't bad. And the, you know, if you fell, it probably wasn't death. It was just a broken leg or something. Um, but we, we managed our way down it and took, just took a lot longer than we thought. That's one of the, um the biggest there's a couple pieces of gear that we didn't bring and spikes being one of them uh i yeah highly regret that decision um nothing ever happened but but if you had spikes on the your confidence because it ended up raining on us for basically three days straight after this day and was uh, it like wet vegetation that yeah just wet yeah the on our first hunt the or tyler killed his sheep back in 2020 you know, there was some vegetation down in the Creek bottom, but really where we were actually hunting, I'd say 95% of it was on just rock. Yeah. Um, and a different, the rock on this side had, uh, even up high, there was portions of it that once it got wet, it was like walking a mossy slick riverbank. And it was really weird. Like the, the, um, whatever was growing on the rocks just got just crazy slick, man. It was like very hard to stay upright. Um, so anyways, micro spikes was one that it was, uh, coming down this hill. It was like, you could have where we got cliffed out. You could, you could have got out and kind of got on this grassy stuff, but it was one of those. If you slipped on that, there's no stopping. Like, I think once your fabric of your pants hits that stuff, it was steep enough that you're like, that's where it's bad, you know? So we elected mm-hmm. to stay in the kind of shoot. And then that's when we got cliffed out. Um, but yeah, micro spikes would have been, just like absolutely worth every freaking ounce, you know? Um, and then the second one is we didn't pack, uh, we had like, even in the video that I did, you know, the 10 day sheep video, um, Crocs, I'm like, this is the number one thing I want. Well, when we, when we were at the river, we knew, cause when we went with Dwayne back in 2020, we helped him pack a caribou out of where we were going hunting. So we kind of actually had, we had been in this country before, and it's just a small kind of Creek in the back. That's, you know, three, four feet wide. And, um, it, back then it, you know, it was just kind of trickling. Um, so it was like, ah, oh, we don't need Crocs. There's literally no, no reason to bring them. Um, well, it ends up being like that Creek was running a lot higher than what it was in 2020. And, uh, it would have been just, yeah, it would have, we probably would have killed a Ram that first night. Had I, had we brought Crocs? Cause we, so once we dropped down we hit the Creek bottom, and it just, you know, the creek bottoms, it gets so brushy on both sides of it that uh, we were, we kind of fought and fought and fought and fought, just like fight, fighting the brush, waiting for like a mile coming up this thing, trying to get across the dang thing. Um, and uh, finally found a spot where we were able to cross. And then once we crossed, the other side of the bank was just like rock uh, for like, you know, had like a three foot path, just cruise along. Um, but it, it cost us like 30 minutes. And so by the time we finally got up to where we could see 
that other Ram, the second Ram we saw, he, uh, uh, it was just like, maybe, I don't know. It was pretty late. It was like 11 o'clock at night or something like that. And we knew we only had 30 minutes and we got to glass him up though. Um, he had fed around this kind of cliff face and ended up on this grassy slope and we glassed him up and we had him at legal, but what we, but we were glassing basically straight up and he was about 2,500 feet above us in elevation. And we, we just never like from that angle, he was legal, but we just never felt confident that like, okay, how does he actually look at eye level? And I could tell that he was a younger Ram um, just, you know, compared to the, the other one, he just, the body size and geometry just wasn't the same. And uh, we ended up camping, camping right there on this knob where we could actually you know, see the sheep we were probably more exposed than we should have been. Um, but it, w- it wasn't bad. And he just stayed up there embedded. and bedded. He had, there's two other smaller rams with him. And we woke up in the morning. He was right there. We, uh, we gave a look at him. And, you know, I think one thing for us, obviously this is Tyler's first guided sheep hunt. Um, and, you know, you just obviously don't want to shoot a sublegal ram like the, you know, there'd be just massive ramifications uh, if, if we were to do that. And we could tell that this Ram, like he's probably legal, but you know, we we're just calling him a squeaker. Like he's just going to squeak by mm-hmm. uh, at least from what we could see, maybe uh, someone, you know, who's killed 30, 40 sheep or been on a lot more sheep hunts could have clearly said one way or the other, but for us, based off of our experience, we're like, yeah, it's, I don't know. So we elected to go after um, the one we saw the first day. It's like, I'm pretty sure he's double broomed in an old Ram Tyler. Let's, let's go give him a look. Uh, and you know, the, the problem is go give him a look is like a seven, eight hour ordeal, right? Like right, nothing yeah. happens quick no or easy deal. in this country. Um, so we packed up camp, started working our way up this back, kind of got dropped back down to that Creek. We were in the night before and, and basically had to follow it all the way up into the back of the basin. And um we got down there and I'm kind of working my way up, maybe like a mile up the Creek bed. And all of a sudden I see a fresh boot track and I was oh. pissed. dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I was pissed. You know, we hadn't seen another hunter back there. Um, we're just like, Oh, I was so pissed off. Cause it, you know, I not even on just, your radar at that point. Yeah. Not even on my radar, man. We're in the middle of freaking nowhere. We had just climbed all the way up and over this pass, uh, this Ridge and, um, just like, what, how in the hell is someone else back here? You know, we're just pretty confused. Like, how did yeah. we not see him the night last night? Um, and we, we pretty much like, I was like, well, that's this uh, double broomed Ram that we think is double brooms. He's the only legal one that we saw in the group. This other hunter is probably on him right now. And he's, he's either dead or about to be dead. Um, cause it's pretty open. Like it'd be pretty hard to, to miss him. You know what I mean? Um, and we uh we just i just sat there for like 30 minutes just kind of like god dang it like what you know what do we do do we do we still keep you know do we waste part of this day uh going after this ram and just to find another hunter on him or that he's already dead or do mm-hmm. we go after this other ram and just try to get close you know and, and the the one problem with the the squeaker ram was that if he wasn't in a super stockable spot it was going to take some they could definitely take like a big kind of loop around and and just not going to be like walk right up to him and shoot him for sure. Um, but he was just, you know, he was, he was just a smaller Ram and I knew it. I knew it in my gut. Like, I just like, I want to shoot a freaking old Ram. I don't really care about score as much as I just want to shoot an old Ram. And uh, so after some deliberation, like, well, let's just keep walking up at this point, you know, like uh, we're already kind of a quarter of the way up here. We'll just keep going. And uh, we end up hiking all the way up into the back of the basin that like kind of cut his boot tracks a couple more times. And it was, it was hard to say um, sometimes they looked like super, super fresh. And sometimes they look like, ah, maybe they're a week old and uh, we just couldn't tell. And we never ended up seeing the hunter. Um, we got all the way back in the basin where you could just see everything. Never saw just, yeah, just never saw somebody. If they were there, they were pretty well hidden. Um so we got, got into the back of that basin. We saw three other rams, um, and then they were bedded kind of to the left side of the basin, and then there was uh, three other rams on the other side. So we're like, oh, there's our six sheep. They moved up over the hill into this little spot, uh, and we get the spotter out, and it's like, okay, not one of these 
his saucer pan and not one of these is the one that we think is the double broom dram. Uh, so we're kind of like, okay. Um, and we kept working, we got on this little knife ridge and, you know, I had to pull like 3000 feet, just, just climbing up it. And, uh, we got up and didn't see the sheep, didn't see the sheep, saw some more freaking really nice caribou that had been very, very dead. If I wanted to pull the trigger. Um, and, uh, we ended up getting all the way to the top where the night before when we popped in the night before and saw them, they were just like right off the top of this cliff face and the wind was at our back. And Tyler just belly crawled up and over and immediately saw a younger ram, not a hundred yards from the top. And so he backed out and we kind of like looking around, like, okay, how can we get an angle? And, and so we dropped down a couple hundred feet and moved like 300 yards over to where, when we popped over, we kind of had a chance of the, the face they were on. It was kind of dished out and uh, we popped over. Tyler sees the um, pretty much immediately sees the ram gets the spine scope on it. And, um, I, I've got a pretty good picture, you know, of, um, I'm just sitting back there and he's just kind of laying on his side stomach and the scope's just like six inches above the top of the skyline. He's just looking at the Ram and, you know, he, he looks him over and, you know, you immediately knew he didn't pass the stick test. He wasn't full curl. Um, and, uh, so it's then like, okay, he, the way he was betting, he was kind of quartered towards us. And you could see his passenger side of the horn was broomed off. Um, but you just couldn't, the, the point of his driver's side was just coming straight at us. And the one thing we had going against us was the wind was just whipping like the, the whole trip on top of these ridges, the wind was just going, you know, 20, 30 miles an hour. Um, and so the spine scope's kind of fluttering, but he's, he's counting rings and he's getting like, ah, he's a, you know, I'm getting nine, 10 rings easy. Um, and, uh, you know, he's not, we didn't communicate in this at the moment because he was, you know, five yards in front of me. Uh, but he, he like looks back at me, gives a smile, gives a thumbs up, like, man, I think he looks good. Uh, but we don't want to shoot, you know, again, we don't want to shoot at a not legal Ram. Um, and you know, every, every guy you talk to basically says, you don't want to be counting rings. You don't want to count rings. Um, so I, I go up, get in the scope to look, um, you know, kind of get a second opinion. And I immediately, I go to counting the rings on his left side. And I'm like, I'm at like 10, 11, 10, I count like five times, 10, 11, 10, 11. I'm like, this is definitely freaking older than eight years old. Um, but we wanted kind of a rule that we wanted just to make sure we were super good to go was have them legal in two areas. Right. Um, and his, so his, his left side, his driver's side, um, like I, his, again, that's pointing right at me and he, the wind's just blowing enough where I couldn't really tell. And then he turns sideways. And the second he does, like a gust of wind comes and damn near like pushes the spine scope over. Uh, I was so pissed that, um, that, that like I was just right there. And, and so the Rams 216 yards away, you know? Um, and I think that like at that same time, like Tyler kind of creeped up behind me to the left because the winds were like right at our back and kind of swirling over the top of the ridge. And we're like, gosh, you know, you, you want to hang out here forever, but also we're not going to shoot until we know this guy's legal. And uh, the Ram, I don't know if you just saw the movement or got a scent of us, but he, he jumped up on his feet, looked at us, looked our direction for all of like two seconds and then just bolted like gone, yeah. took, took all the islands with him, dropped off the cliff face, a couple thousand feet down, a couple thousand feet up the other side, about two thirds of the way up the other side. They slowed down, started feeding a couple of the, the younger ones bedded down. Um, and so we're like, gosh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's busted. You know, um, I don't think, I don't think he's like gone out of this country. Just like spooked. just spooked. Yeah. Just yeah. Saw, he didn't like something. And I remember like my, um, I, you know, he, he was just the second I saw him in the scope, you just like knew like, that is a freaking old Ram, you know, he's just cool mass, just, just the way, just everything about him. Like I was really bummed that that one, you know, at the moment had gotten away. And, uh, so we're like, well, we'll just bomb back out of here. Um, we ended up finding a shale slide, which was, um, pretty solid other than Tyler got about six inches away from getting taken out by like a volleyball sized rock that like would have broke his leg. Uh, we were shooting down the slide and I was out in the lead, probably like a hundred yards in front of him. And he was behind me and it's freaking steep. It's one of those like 
when you're looking at it, remember on the death hike, how you like look back at that one slope and be like, there's no way in hell you could <laughs> yeah. go up or down that. There's yeah. no way. Um, it's one of those things. Like we're just, just skiing down and it's steep, but it's no problem. And, um, yeah, Tyler, like, you know, all of a sudden I hear from him rock, you know, and I look back and this thing, it, it had veered like 10 yards away from me, but I guess by the time it went by him somehow, like after he had, you know, already passed it, it kind of broke loose and, and just came cruising down the hill. So that was always fun. Get your heart rate up for a second. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, we dropped down and the, the squeaker Ram was like, well, he's the only other one that we've seen so far that is got any chance of being legal let's go look at them and the whole time man i just i was just pissed i was like telling tyler i was like man you and i don't don't f up like how did we mess that up you know like uh, i was just so pissed off about it um just because and i think there was there was two things that were one you know the doom and gloom of sheep numbers and thinking that we're gonna have a really tough time just even finding illegal sheep so to have one that you know i felt in my gut was legal get away um was a stinger and then really we had like the first day and half of this day where the weather was supposed to be good and so we kind of like you know on that that first night like man we really need to kill a ram in the first two days or things are going to get a lot harder um and so we're you know we're kind of afternoon of the second day here just like ah damn it you know you just know the weather's coming in are we going to be socked in are we going to lose all visibility Um, so having that one that I, you know, in my gut felt was legal, get away the low sheep numbers, the storm coming in, it just kind of put, it made us hunt more aggressive than I think, you know, we're aggressive hunters, but also very, you know, tactful in it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. uh, we don't take, we take risks, but yeah, very calculated risks. And, um, so we dropped off the face and, uh, uh, I was just pissed off and we'll go look at this other Ram. And the way to get to them, we, we had to get exposed for like 150 yards and we were 2000 feet below them. All the sheep we had seen at this point, like they just, when they're up there, they just don't care. Right. Um, and so we, we, we dropped down, had to do a little 500 foot climb and got up on this little bench where we we're going to get exposed. We couldn't get lower out of his line of sight. Cause it was just like this cliffy waterfall, just mess. Like it just wasn't going to happen. Um, and we could have, again, at this point we could have been, no, let's sit back. Let's just watch this Ram this whole evening. We're not going to make a move on them. Let's just be patient. Um, we just kind of had this in the back of our head, like, man, we really need to make something happen. Like possibly even this evening. Cause it's start, it's already starting to rain on us and get windy. And, um, we, uh, we scoot along and we go across that opening, we get across it. Uh, and right the last, like. 10 feet of it where like the sheep are in view all of a sudden one of the 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 smallest of the three rams of all of them like runs is kind of like runs down the hill and sticks his neck out and you could look up and he just looks at us and turns around and just bolts and we're like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> we we're just so pissed and so the other two rams followed him up and over this cliff and they went where we saw him the first day on this just a completely unhuntable cliff face you know like if you could shoot them from a thousand yards below, they're going to fall 2000 feet off of a freaking cliff and just be hamburger. Um, so at that point, like, okay, the two Rams that we think we've seen in here in these two days that might be legal are, have both been blown up. Um, and dude, I was, I was pissed. That's like, tough. I was really like Tyler was have to play shrink on me, dude, to like keep the positive attitude up, you know? Um, I was just not happy. I just, yeah, I was like, oh man, we freaking blew it. Um, uh, so we, you know, it's just started pissing rain at this point. We, there was one more basin that we could hike to. I got to interrupt you. I don't want to like delay the story too much, but very practically, did Tyler do anything that was actually helpful in that? Like when you're down and mad and frustrated, like it's, to me, it's always like, can you say anything that's going to help? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, no, but I, I, I mean, yes and no, just having someone else there who is being positive just keeps you from getting, like, if he was also like very negative, yes, then that would like, key. those two would feed on, feed on each other. Right. But he was like, just positive. Like, man, we got, we got this one other basin and, 
when when they had flown they had seen that a single ram and these these three rams one the squeaker was like a cross you know two thousand feet up two thousand feet down the other side or down and up um and like well maybe that the one solo ram this isn't he wasn't one of these three maybe he's back in this other basin so there's like that little glimmer of hope like that okay that this could be um another uh, there could be another sheep around this corner um the one thing we had going against us is that the first evening when we were we had first got or the first morning when we got into that country um we had seen a real small little banana ram get like he just came hauling ass out of the basin uh, that we're going to go look into now um just like something clearly spooked him you know and that fed Mm -hmm. into the next day when we saw the boot track we're like Fuck, you know there's a hunter like walked right through here he spooked that little ram and now he's up in that basin like that put the whole story together for us you know um so we are it wasn't like overly optimistic that there was gonna be a sheep back there but you know like whatever we, get, we gotta all we can do is just keep hiking and keep hunting smart uh, or start hunting smart at this point i felt like right that's <laughs> yeah. just i've already blown two rams out there's not i don't know tyler and i are have been uh very very successful uh hunting together and um just to blow have two opportunities blown at may what may be the only two legal rams you know within a 10 mile area of us like that was pretty just i was pretty bummed out um but woke up the next morning with a good attitude and uh we hiked all the way up into this basin it was it was all socked in we did i did get like 12 hours of sleep which was pretty cool because like, <laughs> <laughs> you know i think we by the time we went to bed it was like 11 30 yeah it's right i guess right at dark but it, the the rain and fog and stuff had moved in and we woke up in the morning and just like couldn't see 20 yards outside the tent you know um so we just sat there in the in the tent and just kept falling asleep and wake up and check out and no still foggy fall asleep and you could hear the rain hitting the tent you know you knew it was crappy and um so it finally lifted enough to where you could see probably like four or five hundred yards um and uh but all the about you know from where we were camped in this basin we were going to look in it was like you could just see the bottom of where it start to think you'd see sheep, you know? And, uh, we just got the rain gear on, packed up camp and then hiked up in there. And, and just, uh, we, it just took the whole morning. It was a pretty small basin. If it had been clear, you know, it was, it would have been like a one hour deal. Uh, but because it was so foggy, we just had to sit there and, and wait and all right, that little spot cleared up for 30 seconds, glass it real quick. And we kept poking around in there and, and there was, um, sheep poop everywhere in there um uh and sheep tracks too and we're like man there's definitely sheep in here at some point uh so it kind of it we were pretty diligent and slow to make sure that we stayed in there and waited for every little pocket to clear up from fog and um we had seen about 95 percent of it and weren't wasn't turning up any sheep and it's like all right let's let's head out and we're going to go look for go look for the ram that busted the night before and that went around that the squeaker ram um and we so we kind of had a plan and basically built a plan to it was almost in reverse hike out of there how we had hiked in to go look at this squeaker ram see if we could find him get a better look at him and again in the back of my you know my gut i was just like i don't want to shoot that ram i want to freaking shoot that old son of a gun um and uh so we uh yeah we drop out of there and i'm trying to think if anything eventful happened nothing really um just just taking our time that whole day was just just rain and, and crappy visibility the whole time so it was just really doing the best we can with the conditions we had and we uh ended up uh never we got around to where we could see this the whole cliff face and never did see that other ram there was two sheep way off in the distance we hadn't seen before but we could get the spotter on them and, and tell that they were both you know four or five year olds nothing nothing to get excited about and uh and then made the stupid mistake of like thinking that there uh, was water high up in this basin. So we're going <laughs> to hike all the way up this basin. And, and then um, instead of go, like we're kind of going down in reverse where we were heading to where we came up the first morning um, and uh, just made the stupid mistake of hiking up in there and like, Oh, there's, there's water in there. Right. You know? And it was, it was one of those things like when you're hunting, you, you really just got to be, um, go back to another Dave Kessner saying like, but think twice as much hike half as slow. Right. 
Like mm-hmm. if you just been processing everything we saw, cause the, when we spooked that old double broom Ram across the other side, he crossed the bottom and I'm in my head, like Tyler, was there water flowing up there? And he's like, I don't remember, you know? And it's just one of those, like, we're just, I was just frustrated. Like, I think there was water. I think there was water. Um, we, uh, um, yeah, we, we, you know, just to save packing, you know, eight pounds of water up an extra thousand feet, we took a chance that there was water up there. And we got up to where the sheep crossed and it was just bone dry. And uh, like at that point I'd been out of water for a couple hours and, uh, just like, ah, uh, me, I was like another, just like, dude, we, we should be, we should be better than this. Like we, we should have been paying attention more. Um, and so we are like, well, let's just, we're already up here. We'll, we'll walk the little Creek all the way into the back and almost to the very, very back of the basin. We found one little dinky spring coming out uh, and we were able to fill everything up. But again, it was just a frustration of like, man, we just normally, normally on the ball better about this stuff. Um, but uh, filled up and then pulled the, the, it got, it kind of cleared up to where you can see, you know, 50% of the country at different times, depending on the fog. And this thing was whipping through pretty quick. Um, ended up pulling, this just crappy, crappy shale climb up. Um, in the meantime, oh, we did pass up. I had a, we were hiking along and f- another freaking beautiful caribou dude at like 58 yards. Oh, um, just like I was just taking pictures with my phone. It was close enough, you know, um, just a freaking beautiful, beautiful caribou. And I was just like, you know, I was frustrated at that point. I had a caribou tag. I was like, F it, Tyler, I'm going to shoot this thing. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't, you know, I was kind of teasing them, but obviously me being someone who likes to just uh, be trigger happy, it's hard to pass up, you know, and uh, pull that ridge, get up on top. Um, and we're kind of devising. It was just at this point, you know, it'd been raining for 24 hours straight. We're soaking wet and cold. And, and as we're, as you climb up the ridge, like I said, the winds just get worse and worse and worse. So once we crested over the top to, we basically crossed exactly where we were the day prior when we got up in the morning, um, or two days prior. Um, and, um, uh, winds just whip in and we got off the top and tried to find a little, little spot to hang out and, uh, just kind of drink some coffee to snack and just kind of centered again you know just like okay take a break here um the it, the fog had, had lifted for a little bit on the on the back side of it the, it was all building up on the side we climbed up and on the back side it was pretty good but we just sat there and you know just got swapped out socks made some coffee and hung out for about half an hour and like all right let's at this point it's it's pretty late it's probably 10 30 and we're trying to like all right where do we want to camp and where do we think this old double broom ram could have gone? You know, we're studying the maps of like, all right, here's, here's our plan. So we built a plan on like how we're going to hike out this ridge and then side hill. And then, and then basically, you know, just ridge, just ridge traverse. And there's some cliffy spots that didn't look good. We're like kind of crossing our fingers. We could get around them to like, look into other little bowls. Um, and uh, finally built a plan and got up, started hiking, move like 200 yards the fog kind of kicks back in and like around this corner and right below me, there's three white dots through the fog. And like, that's freaking got to be them. And so that whole time we were sitting there deliberating our plan and stuff, they were probably 600 yards away from us and could have just been shot all day long, you know, cause it was clear there for a little bit. And um, we get over and sort of, I immediately see the three dots and get the binos up. And I could tell I, you, the saucer pan was just so identifiable. you like, you knew that was him. Um, and then dude, I kid you not that old son of a gun, it like we're 550 yards, 515 yards through the fog and rain and everything. You can just barely see these white dots. Um, I could just see him look up our direction and then he just got up slowly and walked straight away from us. Like happened within like seconds. What? Um, <laughs> we're just like, are you just so pissed? Um, I, so here it is. This is the second time I've had this Ram in shooting distance and he's eluded us. Um, and, uh, we're just, just pissed. Like you gotta be freaking kidding me. You know, if we had just like, just, you know, hiked right over to this point for where we sat and drank our coffee, uh, this Ram would probably be dead if, if we could get him legal, you know? Um, 
and uh yeah i was just just really pissed so we backtracked and the only place to camp up here was right on top of the ridge and i'm they're 30 40 mile an hour winds just whipping over the top of it um and we spent like an hour put the i brought a hilberg in hand just the shell we put the toe of that right into the wind and we spent like an hour building like a rock wall um digging we had to dig out you know just grabbing like 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 sharp rocks and had to dig out a flat spot and um that night dude just i mean we had that thing pitched as tight as it could be and it was still just the whole night that tent was just flapping in your face neither one of us slept at all but we were like you know this is the only place to camp and if we're gonna kill the sheep we need to be right here in the morning um and uh so we just toughed it out, man. Like just, it just sucked. Didn't sleep a wink. Uh, but we woke up in the morning and it was all foggy. Just all the, you know, just been raining all night with the, with the wind, with the wind. And, uh, we woke up and, um, you know, obviously in the tent the night before we're studying like, all right, what's the country look like? And I can't tell you how valuable, like good topos, good aerials. I mean, that, that stuff, like, I don't know how I hunted before without that. Um, so we studied the maps like, all right, here's like a, the most likely spot B, C, D, like, are we just kind of plotted out all these spots we thought that he would, he could have gone, you know, and he, he just walked away from us. Like he, he didn't, you know, it was just like his sixth sense of like, there's something up there. I saw movement. I don't like, I'm just going to move away. And so we felt good that, you know, he, he didn't like spook hard or really move out of the country. But the second time, like this ram is old. He's like, we're not going to get too many chances of blowing this. Um, and, uh, so we woke up in the morning. It was probably like noon. Maybe not that late. Maybe like 11, 10 30, 11 before the fog lifted enough that you could start seeing. Um, and we basically had this plant. We had to just kind of do this big, like two mile loop out this kind of crescent shaped Ridge to where we could kind of see back into where he went the night before. And, we were just really slow and diligent and we had to work between the fog and um, just waiting for glassing pockets to open up and pick it apart and uh, ended up seeing um, we're back where we're looking into the same little bowl that that freaking massive caribou was in that first morning um, and didn't see that caribou again, but uh, um, just looking into it, picking apart the fog, keep moving around. The winds just, it's freaking miserable, man. Like, just you're fully exposed on this ridge and just getting pelted. Your backpack straps are whipping in the face. And, uh, it's this, all this rock is this super slick crap that I mentioned. And it's just kind of a miserable morning, but we were fighting through it. Like we're going to find this freaking sheep. We're going to kill them. And, uh, we, um, yeah, finally, I, I mean, we're almost to the end of where like our kind of route was like looking, just looking over every little pocket and, climbing down stuff so we could see at angles and finally we see one smaller ram um, bedded they just kind of popped out and bedded on this little knife ridge and they're about oh, a thousand yards away and like oh man that that has to be the other ram that was with the with saucer pan and the and that other guy and um and then saucer pan popped over and we're like oh hell yeah you know um so we didn't actually see the the double broomed ram but we knew like oh, he's got to be right there and he hadn't gone 400 yards from where the you know we left the night before but we had hiked two miles just to see into that little 400 yards to, to do it safely you could have been aggressive and gone right over the top of him but you know probably would have blown him out so so we backtracked and, you know, I had to climb up another 1500 feet because we'd been dropping down this ridge as we'd gone out and backtracked and kind of had, had built a plan to kind of come in at like a side hill to him. He was just in this little tiny dished out bowl. Um, and uh, as we got there, we we're just like, man, we can't traverse that without making a ton of noise. It was really steep. It's still raining. We're going to be slipping and sliding the whole way. And so we elected to get like right on top of the ridge. And we were, the reason we hadn't done that plan in the first place was because of the winds. It'd be the same scenario as it was that first time when we got on them where the winds are just pushing right at our back and then right over the ridge and probably going to uh, kind of barrel roll our scent down into them. Um, but we, we really had like, like there's no way we could drop in side hill here. It's just, we, we're going to make too much noise, be too exposed. So we just kind of like, all right, Tyler, let's get on the ridge. We'll just check the wind because 
you know, and we had, again, using the maps, like I, we had both put pins on Onyx of like where we thought the sheep was and where with, you know, the pin probably within 50 yards of where he was. So we're kind of like, once we got up on the ridge, I'm like, all right, he's six, you know, at this point it's actually just completely fogged in again. You couldn't see 50 yards, but like draw a line, like, okay, he's 600 yards away. Let's just hike in here a little bit. We'll check the wind. If it's not good. We'll back out. Uh, once we kind of dropped down in there a little bit, the winds were good. They were kind of, they were going two different directions, um, but neither one of them was the the way the sheep was pointed. Um, so we snuck in, snuck in, snuck in and got to where there's this little spine point um, that was going to be, uh, I thought like 250 yards from the sheep. And um, we got to like 20 yards before that and it's still foggy. And it's like, uh, let's just sit back. We knew um, we knew we were either going to see that he was double broomed or that we were counting rings. And so it was like, we want to be close. We want to be within 300 yards. We want good visibility, no wind blowing the spotting scope. Like if we're counting rings, we need to be damn confident that what we, what we're seeing is what we got. Um, and, uh, we popped over and, you know, Tyler was, he was beating himself up to for how the Ram got away the first time. Cause it's, you know, again, just that pressure of like his first guiding and, you know, if I were to shoot a sublegal Ram, but you know, just the, the consequences would again, be pretty big. Um, and, uh, but he was beating himself up that he didn't just trust his gut. Like that first time he counted, he knew that that sheep was older than eight years old. You just, I mean, it was blatantly obvious. Um, but we wanted that, you know, two proofs of that he was legal, two different ways to get him legal. Um, and, uh, we, uh, so Tyler was like, he, and, and, you know, analyzing what he messed up on. He's like, I should have just stayed in the scope until I was 120% confident that the Ram was over eight years old. And then had you come up in the gun and shot him, you know, but instead he, he looked at him, uh, backed out, had me look at him, you know, and it's like, we were beating ourselves over it, uh, up over it. Um, cause he had gotten away that first time. And in hindsight, like, you know, we were just being cautious this is what, and it's what we absolutely should have done. Um, so the plan this time was like, Tyler stays in the scope. I trust Tyler. Um, if he gives me a thumbs up, I'm going to shoot it. And that was, so Tyler crept up, got on him right away. Um, and it, there was just this perfect little green. I mean, you could almost pitch a tent there, not quite, but like little eight foot patch of green grass growing on top of this little, there's a really steep point, pointy Ridge, you know? Um, and, uh, he got up. He's, he's in there and I stayed back. Like I didn't want to expose any more scent than needed. Um, once he gave me like the thumbs up, I crawled up there range. The sheep was bedded quartered away at 367 yards. Um, I looked at Tyler one more time, like thumbs up. And he's like, thumbs up. <laughs> he had just had a grin ear to ear. Like he, he freaking knew, you know? Uh, and so I had to, it was steep enough down that, you know, and it was funny because I talk about like practicing like that first time when I was practicing on that caribou, like I had to, the bipods literally over the edge of the cliff, right. Um, to get the angle down, but I was able to, to, you know, get the gun over. And I was, it was basically repeating that exact same shot I'd done on the caribou, um, rear bag under the back gun over the edge of the cliff, like definitely like holding on to the gun. Otherwise it's going to go tumble down there. Um, but I was able to get just super steady crosshairs were just moving like maybe one inch left and right um the where kind of we were on the chest over the edge of the ridge or the wind was very very minimal a little bit left to right so i just held um held kind of i don't know like I'm gonna go double lung them you know um and uh yeah ranged yeah so 367 and dial four and four is my lucky number so the second i saw like 4.00 MOA pop up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah, the sheep's dead. You know, just my fourth little confidence lead. Squeeze the trigger, ram popped up, ran 15 yards, flopped over dead, dude. And it was just like, dude, <sighs> so freaking awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously we freaking high fived and just took a moment and hugged and and just, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, just, uh, just soaked it all in because it was definitely like, um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was uh it was day four of the hunt when I killed him. Um and uh no, it's not like a grueling 10-day hunt, but it'd been uh, it just been a bit of a roller coaster for those four days. Ups and downs, um, yeah. Yeah. And uh it was just awesome, man. It's been it was so cool. So we uh 
slipped and slide or slided our way all the way down to the sheep. And, and luckily he, um, he stopped. I don't know how, um, cause he had 2000 feet to go easily the wrong down the wrong way from where we got to do our pack out. Uh, but he stopped up there and we were like, he was only uh, 15 yards off the top of the ridge. And we were like, Oh, we'll get him up and we'll take photos up on top of the ridge. It'll be awesome. And once we got there, like, yeah, no, like we, we moved the sheep two inches. He's going to be all the way to the bottom of the sucker. Um, and, uh, again, it's still like it kind of moments where it's like drizzling and then moments where it's just downpour and moments where it's like 40 mile an hour gusts hits you in the face. And we're trying to take, we, whenever we, when we actually took the photo photos, the, it kind of cleared up for a second and didn't look too bad, but, um, yeah, we, we got our photos and Tyler always packs those little shots of bighorn whiskey. So we did a little video taking our celebratory shots over the sheep and, um, uh, it was kind of cool. And then, um, we, uh, we just had to like kick out as best we could a little bed to cut them up on and, and, uh, yeah, got, got the photos done, cut them up. And we had to like, as we we're cutting him up like three different times, he just, you know, you just slide down and slide down and slide down. So we kept having to make these little beds to, to get the sheep cut up in. And it was definitely like had the, my meats in the freezer right now, but it is the dirtiest meat that I've ever, ever, I feel so bad about it. Um, cause there's just no, you know, we're in this black shale and it's really just, uh, it's just dirty. Um, and, uh, and then the, I'd actually hauled as we we're getting the quarters off, I'd, I'd haul him up to like where he was bedding when I shot him. Cause the other side of the ridge and the wind wasn't as bad. Um, but it's still freaking whipping up there and put him in this kind of mossy grass stuff that was growing and, um, put them in the game bags. And then once I went to debone them, I'd take them out and it was pouring rain and you couldn't feel your fingers. And man, it's, uh, yeah, I got to like thaw that meat out and clean it before I take it over to the butcher. Cause just felt like I hate having dirty meat and that was a bummer. So, um, but, uh, yeah, we got them all cut up and we had kind of got all the quarters, got the head, the cape up to the top of the ridge. Tyler's caping the head out. I'm deboning. And then, Dude, I kid you not, we pack, get, I, I literally slap the meat on the frame, strap it down, put the head on, strap it down. The wind's just whipping. Like, it's just freaking miserable weather, like just miserable weather to cut up a sheep in. Um, I do all that. And then I like, I strap the head down, cinch it down. So it's like packs ready to go. I stand up the sky parted. The sun came out, <laughs> the wind stops. <laughs> it was, yeah. it went from crap to like this beautiful like 55 degree day in a matter of like 30 seconds um it was just yeah. like all you could do was laugh like really you couldn't have freaking done that like an hour ago you know um and end up like some of the pack out pictures you'd think it was just this beautiful freaking day because it's you know just partly cloudy and the sun's out and rainbows in the background um it was it was pretty comical so yeah looking through photos it was funny because i had the same thought because it's like pictures of you guys over the ledge foggy you could tell it's bad weather yeah you with the ram everything soaked you're in full rain gear hood up the whole nine and then like the next picture is you packing out and it's gorgeous and i'm like yeah <laughs> i don't think they packed out the next day like i was yeah. trying to piece it together in my head yeah you you would think that man no dude it was like i kid you not dude i just strapped down the horns and it was just, we were just like in a rush because we're just miserable man like the wind's just whipping on you the, the the rain sideways into your eyes um and uh it just just all stopped immediately like the the wind the rain the clouds just done and then it was beautiful um but we did have so the pack out wasn't bad man we were it's like 4100 feet i think from where we're at straight down to the main river where base camp is at like that's all we had i don't even know if it was two miles like just but just straight down um and uh again we're just like dude why like if we had had micro spikes this would be just freaking awesome like you know way more confident but it was um you know you've got this had i'm guessing 90 95 pound pack i don't have a scale out there but just kind of a rough guess and coming off this mountain and just steep enough to where like one slip it's not gonna be pretty like there's just no way around it um but you know we just took our time and every step like trekking pole trekking pole make sure you got good footing next step and then um there was two kind of little shale slides we can get in but it wasn't they were short-lived maybe like 100 yards um for the most part it was just either walking on that really wet mossy 
kind of lichen grass crap um, that was just like a sponge and slippery or there are the, big chunkier rocks that were just super slippery. Um, but again, if you had spikes, I would have got on that grass stuff and just straight down the mountain. It would have been a piece of cake, I think. Um, the, definitely the biggest regret gear-wise. So uh, yeah, we got them down to, down to the river. It didn't take all that long, really. A um, couple hours and we were, that was it, man. Tags were notched. Sheep was in the pack. Um, you know, we're counting rings on them and um, basically like, I, he's at least 12 and there was a, another ring there. It's like, I, he's 12 or 13. Um, and, uh, took a, we ended up getting picked up later in the day, the next day. So we spent like a full 24 hours at the base camp. Uh, and then they flew us, um, it's like the main base camp they had. Um, and then we hung out there and some of the, the other one other, um, uh, guide and hunter, they had tagged out the hunter had already left the field, but they had killed a ram as well. Um, and so we were just hanging out as me, Tyler, and a couple of the dudes and, uh, just shooting the crap. And we had a bottle of whiskey back there and, uh, yeah, just, just fun hanging out in the middle Life of Alaska. Yeah. Having a good time. And, uh, we ended up getting out a couple, uh, I guess I sat a full 24 hours at the main base camp. And then the next day, like midday I got out, um, and was able to like, actually had to go to like another smaller town and, and go, we couldn't get the, the cub out back out to Anchorage. The weather was too crappy. Um, but they ended up going to another smaller town. And then from there, even though the weather was crappy, they were flying IFR and, and I was able to get into Anchorage that night and, um, checked them into fishing game and they aged him at 13 years old. So just freaking old Ram. He's all, um, his right side. So his passenger side is all just busted up. There's a huge chunk of horn missing. Um, just a freaking cool, cool old Ram, man. Like, the, yeah. the stories you could tell, you know, he had in his life and, uh, it was exactly what I went up there. I, I wanted to shoot, you know, I don't care about score. I just wanted to have a great experience and shoot a mature ram and, um, man, got exactly what I, what I'd hoped for. So Dude. it was pretty awesome. Tyler's still up there guiding. He's got another, another client he's in the field right now with been in reaching them. They're having a tough time. I think they've kind of, uh, put on some miles and having a tough time, turn up, uh, turning up another legal ram, which is, uh, which is a bummer. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty dang cool experience, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It we'll was, get, uh, uh, when Tyler gets back, we'll, we'll, uh, I think we'll do like a reverse engineering success kind of approach to, to recap an old hunt and just go through some of the gear stuff and some of the things we were doing and, uh, some of the strategies. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll do that. Answer any questions you guys, the listeners have. So let us know, shoot an email. Uh, to podcast at exomountgear.com or look for that link in the show description for SpeakPipe. You can leave us a message and we'll definitely do more. I'm sure that, as you said, there'll be gear questions and it'd be fun to get Tyler on here and uh, have him share some of his experience and decisions and things like that for sure. That'll yeah. be later in September once he's back from guidance season or in between guidance yeah. season. Yeah, I should say. he gets back the 27th or 28th so of August. Yeah, yeah cool. I was... Uh, I was driving when I got the inreach message from you of Ram down and was in the car with Jen and the kids and like, they didn't hear my phone go off or anything. Cause it was uh, on vibrate. And I just saw it on my watch actually. And it said Ram down. And I was like, just reacted with that thing. He's like, yes. Like screamed as I'm driving. <laughs> and they, again, they didn't like hear the texting go off or nothing. So that everyone literally is just like complete silence. Looking at me like I'm insane. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve killed the sheep. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, I ended up, um, not filling the caribou tag. Yeah. I just, I, uh, you know, just, we could have, we could have gone back up in there, but man, I was just so, uh, I was, just, I, I wanted that caribou as like a tag as an extra, like just in case they couldn't really couldn't find a, a sheep and, you know, uh, things were looking doom and gloom. Um, so I ended up just chilling. We could have had a big black bear at, at, at the main base camp, just hanging out. That would, could have been dead all day long, but it's like, man, there's no, I think I got the hill and shoot him. There's no story there. There's nothing cool. Um, yeah. you yeah. know, I just like, for me, there has to be an, an experience with the hunt. There has to be a journey and a process and ups mm-hmm. and downs and just to walk out and walk up the hill and shoot a bear. Yeah. You know, just, there's nothing. Why? There. So, why? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, 
it was cool, man. Just Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Magnuson. Um, it's Magnuson Outdoor Adventure or Alaskan Adventures. Um, it was him and his brother, Mikey. Um, there's a some Josh was a guide. Um, the there's a, a pilot that was helping out. Just like just surrounded with like just really cool people, you know. Um, just great guys. I really enjoyed hanging out with them. Um, you know, and I, uh, just like the experience is just that it is everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I like just talk about like just going and shooting a bear cause it was there and yeah, just like, there's gotta be something there. And, um, yeah, it was just, I had such a great time. It was awesome. Great people, great country, beautiful, killed a be- old, beautiful Ram Boshma. I so grateful to that guy He's the most unselfish guy I know. Um, yeah, it was an awesome experience. Man, well, we'll cap it there. There's more to say. We'll uh, we'll do that follow-ups again. Guys, if you're listening and have questions, let us know. Steve, man, congrats again. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, once again, look for those links in the show description. We'd love to hear from you and chat about uh, the questions you have on a future episode. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe or follow button in your podcast app wherever you're listening to this so that you receive future episodes automatically. And we'll talk to you soon.